peoples of the Worldwide Federated Internet, what's good? You know, this world is a very interesting place, and it can be a very enjoyable place if you go through it the right way. What better way to find out and figure out how to go through this the right way other than reading your Bible? You know, somebody coined the phrase uh, some years ago. I don't know who exactly coined the phrase, when it started, what year. I cannot tell you. I probably should have looked this up, but I don't know. The Bible as an acronym, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. That's very apropos. I think that's a, a very fitting acronym. Without further ado, Genesis chapter 32, let's get into this. And Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. God told Jacob to leave. God gave Jacob some instructions, and God is showing Jacob that he's with him. He's showing him that he, that he is ever-present and taking care of him. And with him along the way. Verse 2. And when Jacob saw. And when Jacob saw them. He said. This is God's host. And call the name of that place. Mahanaim. Which means two camps. So. There is recognition from. Jacob of, of exactly who this is. Like he's not confused about what's going on. He knows that God is showing himself. I told you to go here. I'm with you. Verse three. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. Now, when I read that, after knowing what God said to Jacob and after knowing why Jacob fled, to um, Haram and, and Padanaram, that, that area where Laban was, was one, to find a wife. That was one of the reasons. But another big reason was to flee from the presence of Esau. He was so afraid because his mom let him know, hey, I overheard Esau talking. He's going to kill you over over what what you did. Taking his his birthright and his blessing. But let's look at what, what God said to Jacob in the last chapter, chapter 31, verse 3. said, The Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. God promised 
God promised Jacob that, yo, I'm with you. Uh, this is where I want you to go. I'm going to be with you. And automatically right out the gate, we see Jacob in fear. Like, oh, what about Esau? Does Esau really matter? Does Esau matter at all when God is with you? We are, I, I can't even, I can't even read this account and get on, get on Jacob from a pious standpoint. When I read this, I saw myself, I saw myself doing the exact same thing. And the reason is I've prayed many prayers to God in my life, many prayers. God has answered some of the most specific things, like not just some generic prayer and some generic thing. I'm talking about specific things that I've prayed that God has definitely answered, showing himself faithful. And I go into situations where I have a need. I'm not talking about a want. I'm talking about a need. And I'm worried of whether that need is going to be met or not. It's foolishness. So um, I am I am exactly like Jacob. I, I cannot, you know, chide him piously. This made me think about something. So in Romans chapter eight, uh, I'm going to start at, I think, verse 24 and go down to verse uh, 33, just to give you a little bit of context. Now, these verses are, are dealing with something specific. They're dealing with justification. There are many verses in the Bible and many times where there's, because I don't like, I don't like lifting verses up out of their context just to try to prove something. This verse has a context. It's dealing with justification in dealing with justification. It relays a general truth. So, uh, start at verse 24 for we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not is not hope for what a man seeth. Why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that, we see not. Then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for uh, for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he did know he did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. That we, uh, uh, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Now again, in its context, it's dealing with being justified. But even in that context, this is a general truth that is true across the board. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He think about this. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us. How shall he not with him? Also freely give us all things who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect. 
It is God that justifieth. Now, again, this is talking about justification. And before you go off on a deep end, this does not mean that you're going to have everything you ever wanted. That's not what this is talking about. But the but the general principle in verse 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? Not just true in the New Testament, not just true there in the book of Romans. This was true about Jacob as well. And I'm I'm confident that even though Jacob's faith wasn't at the point of maturation, it should have been. I'm confident that Jacob still knew that truth even then. Verse four, and he commanded them saying, thus shall ye speak unto my Lord Esau, thy servant Jacob, say, uh, uh, saith thus, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed there until now. He's trying to let Esau know he's not a threat. Jacob doesn't want any problems. Now, I'm not saying he should have just strolled up in there trying to cause problems with, with Esau. That wouldn't have been right. But he should have. And again, this is not from the, the a, a standpoint in a position of piety, because I would have done exactly what Jacob did. I'm not kidding or fooling myself. But what should have happened, it doesn't matter what Jacob did and what I would have done. What should have happened is he should have went in there in full confidence, not in himself, but in God that that promised him a promise. In verse five, and I have oxen and asses and flocks and manservants and woman servants, and I have sent to all my Lord that I may find grace in thy sight. He's trying to let Esau know I have my own things and I'm not coming here to take anything from you. So this this is the sin of Jacob uh, uh, bearing out some consequences later on in life because it's, it's on his mind now. He's like, oh, uh, kind of defrauded my brother. And I don't know if he's going to think that I'm coming here trying to take his stuff. Mm, I'm going to have to try to fix this. No, he should have just went in full confidence and assurance of what God had already said to him. And verse six, and the messengers returned to Jacob saying, we came to thy brother Esau. And also he cometh to meet thee and 400 men with him. Now, the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. But this, I mean, let's just keep it real. You're Jacob. You've defrauded Esau. He wanted to kill you before you left. It's years later. You don't know if he's gotten over this. You don't know where he's at in life. You have no idea what's going on. All you know is the last time you were in the presence of your brother, he wanted to kill you. And he was dead serious about it. So, yeah, I would I would be shook up, too. But should he have been? No, God promised him a promise. He should have walked in full confidence and assurance of that promise. Verse seven. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed and divided the people that was with him and the flocks and the herds and the camels into two bands. So what did he do with the two bands? And he said, if Esau come to the uh, to one company and smite it, then the other company, which is left, 
shall escape. Here's what's funny with him talking about all this escape. Like he's, he's concerned that that something is going to happen and he's not going to survive. Let's read uh, 31, three again. And the Lord said unto Jacob, return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred. And I will be with thee. God said, go back to this place. You good. I'm with you. The Lord Jesus Christ in, in, uh, the gospels made a statement and the statement he made, I'm going to paraphrase. I didn't write this verse down, but he said, fear not him that is able to destroy the body, but fear him that is able to destroy the body and the soul in hell. You look worrying about what somebody else is going to do, worrying about what somebody else is going to say, worried about a circumstance. If, if, if you are doing what you're supposed to do, and this is, this is what Jacob should have had in his mind. The Bible says in a book of Ecclesiastes, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. Jacob is doing what he's supposed to do. God said, take your stuff, leave Laban's place, go back to the land of your father, go back to where you came from, where I want you to be. I'm going to be with you. Not only am I going to be with you on your way there, I'm going to show up with two of my, with two angels to let you know, to let you know I'm there. And it, and the reason I say, I can't even, I, I can't even get on Jacob, like from a, from a standpoint of piousness is because it made me think about all the times I prayed, God came through, worked things out, did things in my life. And then I had a need and the first thing in my mind is, well, is this it? Am I over? Now, that's not to say that it's not is always a possibility. I don't know the future. I don't know what's going to happen. But instead of praying and trusting God, my first thought was to worry. God just told him he was going to be with him. He, the, the two angels appeared so Jacob would know what God said is it, period. God is letting him know I'm here. I'm with you. And he's still worried about Esau. That's nuts. But the crazier thing is that I know I would have done the same thing. That's what's crazy. I don't want to be at that point. And I'm very thankful to God that he is, he is actually bringing me through a lot of things lately the past year and this year moving forward already where I have been trusting God for, for many things and I'm seeing God work in a mighty way. God is showing me that he is faithful to his word. The Bible says he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder them that diligently seek him. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty people.